0: This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Um, hello everyone, welcome to today's session of Bulls, Pairs and Whiskey. My name is Felix Sucheng. As usual, I'm your host as we move through discussing various issues regarding um investment midweek uh, my colleague eric asuma uh, will be moderating today's session eric are you on board hi felix yes i'm on board man yes eric probably you can give guys a little bit of a highlight as davis prepares to join in uh, and then from there we can proceed with today's session thank you
1: thanks thanks felix uh i think we can kick off with a bit of introduction of uh, what's been happening across the markets uh, in the course of the week. A lot has happened both locally and across the globe. I think I can start with um, what happened. Uh, so I think the major news that has happened locally was uh, the, the announcement over the weekend that the Ethiopian government had granted the Safaricom consortium uh, a license to operate in the country. So I think, as most of you are aware, I think um, Safaricom was was competing with a number of companies, including MTN, the South African uh, telco. Uh, but I think they they managed to uh, Safaricom managed to clinch, to clinch uh, the license. I think beating MTN. Uh, what Safaricom had bid uh, was uh, about I think from from what was shared in the media was about uh, nine. About ninety-one point, about ninety-one billion Kenyan shillings. Again, as to what uh, MTN, I think what they had bid was around uh, MTN had bid around six hundred uh, around six hundred million USD. Uh, so I think that's what made, say, Safaricom clinch that uh, that particular deal. Uh, I think there's been a lot of expectations from, uh, say, the market from investors uh, I think what we've seen over the week is that Safaricom's share price has really uh, uh, skyrocketed and before that Safaricom had had issued a warning to to the investors basically telling them to be very cautious about about trading with the counter uh, given uh, the recent news and in our last call with the Safaricom CEO I think uh, for those who tuned in we had a brief chat with the CEO, uh, that's Peter and to discuss uh, the, the full-year financials, whereby they had performed well uh, in as much as there was a dip in profit. But given the environment, they really performed very well. But he had mentioned that uh, at the time that they expected the announcement from Ethiopia anytime soon. So it's basically we uh, a week a week apart uh, since the results release and the announcement that they had... Uh, that they they will go into into Ethiopia. Uh, since then, we've had uh, Safaricom has held uh, a briefing. Uh, they, I think they held a briefing this week, where which I think we we aired it here on the Telegram channel, uh, which was live. Basically, a briefing with Safaricom's management and and the the media and investors. I think that a, a lot of issues uh, that he had out. But in the course of the week, they also shared some some details about how they will structure that particular deal but i I think a lot a lot stood out for me a lot stood out for me and uh, i think probably i'll take you through from our call with the management uh, a number of things that i thought i think were were very significant to investors Uh, one was on the structure of how they will handle that particular deal Think there are a number of vehicles or special, special uh, purpose vehicles that they are formed particularly to handle the Ethiopian, uh, the Ethiopian deal. Uh, then uh, the other thing that also stood out was that there'll be the the consortium will be starting operations in, in Ethiopia in twenty twenty two. At the moment, they are only awaiting they are awaiting final clearance from the the, the Ethiopian government. Uh, so once they get that, they'll be trying to set up uh, in Ethiopia, I think for the first, the first uh, when they start out, before they roll out ma- uh, mobile money services, it will be the the usual teleco- telecommunication services. So basically GSM. And that's what Pitandaigua shared in our call with Pitandaigua earlier in the week. Uh, so I, th- I think in terms of how much they will expect to uh, how much they will they estimate to invest in that particular market they mentioned that uh, oh, in in the in the long run i think that the total investment will amount to nearly 8 billion dollars and the ethiopian prime minister uh, Abi, announced that it that's that will be the largest foreign direct foreign investment into ethiopia uh, that will be the largest foreign Direct foreign investment into the country. I think it's very, very, very significant. Uh, I think also what uh, what also what's also important is that I think Ethiopia is one of the last markets in Africa whereby has, where there's a massive, massive opportunity, and there's a huge, huge population. It's the the second largest country in Africa with a population of more than I think 112 million people which is very, very significant. And it's one of the last countries I think they were to introduce competition in the telco industry. I think part of, uh, for those who've been following up on the news, when, when Abi stepped in, when he came into government, he said that part of the reforms will be to liberalise the economy and to introduce competition into sectors like telecommunications, banking. And I, th- I think it's very, very positive for, the, for African companies, specifically for Kenyan companies who are looking to venture into the Ethiopian market. Uh, I think part of this Safaricom. also I think what's also important to mention is that in the briefings, uh, the CEO, Peter Degwa tackled a number of questions. I think one was around, uh, I think as you're aware, we've discussed this in the channel, is that Ethiopia has restrictions with regards to repatriation of foreign uh, profits or cash from the country towards it. Something important that Peter mentioned in this week's call is that uh, part of their negotiation with the Ethiopian government is that I think they have a in terms of, or they have a deal in terms of how they'll be repatriating the cash from uh, Ethiopia into, uh, into into outside. I think that's very, very significant because I think one of the challenges companies like Lankote have been have been facing are around how do they repatriate cash from uh, from Ethiopia into out into out of out of the country i think uh, as you are aware ethiopia has a number of challenges with regards to foreign exchange uh, uh, i think to, to fx so i think the, the, the deal that the, the team that was handling this i think they structured it very well uh, in terms of the companies that were that helped safaricom uh, arrange all this entire deal i think that was stanbic uh, if i'm not wrong uh, maybe the others, I think maybe, uh, Felix, do, do, can you remember the others who are part of the
0: deal? Uh, Eric, yes, I'm going to mention that in a bit, but then also just to add a little bit on on what uh, a lot of guys are probably wondering uh, on the shepherd's activity. I know Davis is on board and he'll be able to mention something on that, but I'd also just want to explain to guys on one thing. Safaricom has been rallying uh the past uh few days from monday actually uh safcom rallied and then though today we saw a little bit of a market ease you see one of the things that investors fail to understand over time is that investors are always thinking that returns um most retail investors uh, would always like to think that returns on any kind of purchase is likely to happen almost uh, instantly uh sorry not not purchase um activity that companies would undertake an example is the entry and and also um just to clarify to everybody else who's listening it's not safaricom that is going into ethiopia safaricom is just part of 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 of, of a larger group that actually uh bid for ethiopia so I would I would always encourage you guys to have a long, uh, probably a long term outlook. And Eric, I know we were on the call with you, and you remember when, um, when 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 Safaricom CEO actually informed guys that they're not going to start getting dividends or returns uh, tomorrow or next week or next year. Uh, it might actually take long before we see Safaricom repatriate funds from Ethiopia, but um, I know that he's hoping and we're all hoping that by the time we get to to, to a point when, um, when, when when Safaricom would be moving, uh, would need the company. The, um, for now, I think we'd just assume that uh, we'd call them um, Voda Family Ethiopia um we were really hoping that by the time that the company would now want to move funds from ethiopia then we would have um we we would have uh, regulations in ethiopia that actually have a little bit of uh, that would be um favorable to not only to Ethiopia not only to safaricom uh, and the companies but also to every other company there are a lot of companies and uh, and i know kenya airways can actually come in as a testimony for companies that that rely on on um on repatriating funds from uh, ethiopia so that's one thing that i know a lot of guys would really be um looking into but then maybe let me just welcome davis to the chat hi davis how are you
2: hi i'm good glad to be here yeah, thanks, thanks
0: man. Uh, th- thanks for joining. Probably let's just start Davis. Uh, what would be your take on Ethiopia as, as just generally uh, probably one or two minute headliner before we get a little bit of in-depth analysis on what's been happening this week?
2: Um, well, it's a very vast market. I believe the population is slightly above 110 million, which is uh, what, two and a half times Kenya's population and then also the there's a low penetration rate at least as far as uh, telecommunications go uh, around roughly slightly above 40 percent if i'm not mistaken in comparison to kenya's which is roughly 90 percent hence you see the bullish nature that um, safaricom is approaching the market which uh, has a lot of prospects going forward yeah all, all things considered
0: all right davis uh, um and also maybe if you just uh give a little bit of insight also uh, and then eric you can join in as well uh, probably to call the shots as we move into because i know there are a lot of companies that have have touched on uh, have released the financial results uh, this evening we saw kcb and diamond um, trust bank um earlier today we had um uh, tps eastern africa re- release one of the worst results that we've seen from the company in recent times and we also saw equity bank um release the results so we'll definitely be touching on that but eric uh, and dave is probably starting with um eric first what would be your your outlook on on, on safaricom as an individual and and also just to clarify uh, to make a disclaimer to everybody who's listening um all the opinions that are on this show basically analyst opinion and necessarily does not um, imply that we are giving a recommendation. On any security so you need to do your own research before you make any purchase or any sell on any security that is listed either in local or on offshore market uh, eric hey uh,
1: that's a tricky call to make, uh felix but look i think since the start of the year i've, I've been up op- I've, I've been on the i've been on the optimist side uh, with regards to safaricom uh on the entry to ethiopia um i i, I view, in the long term i view it as something that's quite positive for a local company uh, to be part of that entire uh, to be part of that consortium and i think the kind of negotiations that safaricom did for them to retain a majority of of the ethiopian operations i think around 56 percent, 55.70 i think what works well for local investors uh I think where I see the catches are when they introduce mobile money. Uh, the CEO mentioned, I think, in the previous call, Felix. If you remember, Peter Dega mentioned that in the next one year, uh, according to the Prime Minister's words, they'll be introducing uh, uh, if when they're allowed to introduce because the current license doesn't allow them to to operate mobile money. But in the next one year, part of uh, part of that includes they'll hopefully in the next one year they'll be introducing mobile money services i think that's why i see the cut because when you look at the telco business i think it's 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 it's, it's capex if they need a lot of uh, funds resources to to set up um, uh, basically the infrastructure of course, i think it's going to, it's going to be massive and uh, i don't think we should expect any any profits or any positive uh uh, in the bottom line, I'm not sure there's something positive to be expected from that. But once they introduce mobile money, I think it's going to be a big, big, big win for them. Uh, in as much as Ethio the Telecom has, uh, they, they already have a head start. I think, uh, Felix, a discussion that we've had is that part of what was in the news that I think when Ethiopia Telecom launched, in less than a week, they had, uh, in a week, in a, I think in a week, they had like over a million users, registered users for the mobile money services, which tells you the kind of potential that has. So I think a year down the line won't be difficult for Safaricom to catch up. The advantage that if your telecom has, say, is the, the, the telco business, so it's easier for them to to embed uh, mobile money on top of their telco business. So in as much, I think it's going to be capex heavy for Safaricom, but in the long run, I think it's quite positive. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe Davis, you can touch on Probably your views on how they will, how, how the books will, uh, how they would, how that will affect Safaricom's books once uh, once say they start releasing, uh, once the the Ethiopian business starts being positive, and uh, maybe when the kind of coast, uh, how 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 do you think they're going to handle that? And another thing that I think it's important to mention, the CEO mentioned that in the week he mentioned that uh, they they expect. Someone asked a question around which brand name will be used for the Ethiopian business. Is it Safaricom? Uh, they're going to look for a new brand name, uh, which I thought was a very, very uh, important question. But he mentioned that they're still working on that. So once that's once they're finalised a few details, I think they'll make they'll make that public. So, but my generally my view is that look, I'm still optimistic about the counter. A Safari Safari Commerce company, I think it's a good company. I think largely because of their mobile money business. Uh, I think it's not yet saturated. I think a report that also been there is that I think there are some guys who are offering who are offering to give them, 20, who are offering to give for is it Vodafone or 25, 25 times the current valuation of m pesa business. So which tells you I think that they, they have quite a good business and um. um the, so in, in, on his there's a question. Uh, I think I, we did uh, we did a simple poll. Asked guys, if Safari completely clinches the Ethiopian license, where do you see the share price uh, in in both the short term and the long? Basically, in the short term. So we had a target of between forty to forty-five, and then the other one was between forty-five to fifty. The other one was above fifty. Uh, from when I looked at the, at the results today most people are between 45 to 50. And I think at the moment you are between 40 to 45. So not bad. Uh, I think it's good to have to, to look back, say, know, in, in two weeks or so. Uh, oh, once I, I think once you have enough details, uh, I think it will be much clearer. And when, even even, even after Safaricom, say when they release the half results in a few months' time, uh, that, that will be a good point to, to look back and make maybe another column where we expect the share price to, to be at. Thanks, uh, Davis.
0: Eric, Eric, just just a minute before Davis uh, actually speaks, because I want him to uh, also touch mm-hmm. on some. Today we saw uh, this morning news that um, Safaricom is actually opposing um, mm-hmm. a proposal by by the cabinet. Sorry, by the treasury to split uh, mobile money services from the mm-hmm. telecommunications line. So uh, I think a lot of guys are probably just wondering. And Davis, I know you've really been looking on Safcom, and I know all of us are always looking on Safcom from uh, at a mobile money uh, aspect, because, you know, um, even when Safcom was moving into Ethiopia, there was a lot of activity and analysis with guys looking at the uh, at, at Safaricom from an angle of mobile money. Um, maybe my concern would really be... Um, the headset that that uh, Telebir, which is uh, Ethio Telecom's um, mobile money outfit. Uh, the, the, the Yes, they already have a, a, high, a higher head start. And this, these companies already also have a little bit of a higher aspect in terms of the company. Um, it, it just, just generally, uh, they already have a higher footprint. Um, maybe the, the take would be, yes, we're looking at a million guys a day. The numbers, if we can review these numbers in the next one year, um, it will be something very interesting. But generally, what would be your take from the local perspective on Safaricom uh, being split? The mob, and we saw this happen in Uganda, where um, the Bank of Uganda is now actually l- regulating mobile money services in the country as financial services and the telecommunications side, being handled by the Uganda Com- Communications Commission, that's UCC. Um if if Uganda is able to do this, Kenya we we've had this we've been uh, we've had this mull a lot, probably about three or four times, and we're seeing Safaricom remain stand Uh the the, the remaining firm on, on their stand that they don't think it's a good idea splitting um mobile money from the telecommunications bit. But also at the same time, Safaricom really giving guys another shoulder that, you know what, we are now looking at ourselves as a telecommunications as a tech company. Uh, Davis. what would be your take on that?
2: Uh, <clears throat> okay, so those are many questions, Um I'll begin with the Ethiopian market, quite an interesting market. Again, as we mentioned, the addressable market is extremely high, and so there's a lot of growth prospects, especially when you consider the penetration rate. Uh, of chief concern going in into the market is, first of all, CAPEX. Uh, so we've had that the consortium led by Safaricom will have to, or has committed to spending $8.5 billion over a period of 10 years. That's 850 uh considering today's exchange rates that's slightly above 850 uh, billion kenya shillings that's almost a trillion shillings uh, over the period of um what is that 10 years and with this in mind uh all the inf all the outlay capital outlay that's necessary for the infrastructure it may weigh down um on the company's free cash flows we remember that uh, the vehicle that's going into Ethiopia, it's a special purpose vehicle. Technically, it's supposed to have a form of bankruptcy remoteness, so it's supposed to be separate from the, uh, the entity that is utilizing it. But considering that safcom has above 50% stake, this is considered a subsidiary, and so uh, the earnings or the books of this entity, even though they're meant to be separate from the parent company, Safaricom will, is likely to include them in its own books going forward that means that the capex charges will affect Safaricom's spokes depreciation and the like going forward now of chief concern of course going into this market and I was I was looking at a at a certain thing i believe this was done by uh, mongo capital so of chief concern going into this market is first of all there's no mobile money license uh, the regulations at present do not exist and so What's going to happen is that Saf- Safaricom is almost going to be like Airtel with regard to the Kenyan market. They'll need to reduce their cost to compete favorably with Ethiopia um, Telecom. Just to give guys some of the figures, if you are to go co- with regard to voice per minute uh, at peak rates, Ethiotelecom Telecom, uh, I'll use dollars just for comparison's sake, so that you don't convert to beer. Um, in dollar terms peak rates for ethiotelcom are 0.0115, whereas off-peak are 0.008 in comparison to Safaricom. In in Kenya, Safaricom has pricing power, considering that uh, the the market leader and the like, they're able to state their own prices as they will and please. But in the Ethiopian market, uh, they're unlikely to do so. So if you compare what Safaricom charges now, that's 0.0. 3.9 that's 4.3 shillings uh, during peak hours for voice per minute and you compare that with the voice per minute for ethio telecom safaricom may need to reduce how much it charges for voice per minute for by roughly 71 percent to compete favorably with ethio telecom it's similar to the model that airtel is using in the kenyan market which unfortunately has led to quite large losses i believe even the losses last year were roughly five 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 billion Kenya shillings, yeah. So, Safaricom so of going into the market from the one go, they'll make losses on voice, data, and uh, messaging, because they need to reduce their prices quite significantly. And because they don't have market share, they don't have the pricing power that's necessary for them to uh, state whatever price that they, uh, they would like, in a sense. So, going into the market, they'll incur losses on voice, data, and um, messaging. And those of chief concern, those are the primary lines of revenue going into the market. Because again, mobile money doesn't exist, or the licensing, uh, they haven't yet gotten it, so they can't give it, at least at present. That's of concern because mobile money would have offset the losses that they would have been making in the telco business. So going in, they'll make losses. And the hope is that um, through the funding structure that they go in with. me. I suspect with how low interest rates are, okay, assuming that inflation doesn't rise in the US, then the Fed raises So it's If inflation is transitionary indeed at present, they're, they're likely to, um, the structure of the vehicle is likely to be highly geared, meaning that uh, it's likely to have a lot of debt financing. Uh, with low interest rates, of course, those will be lower, such that interest expenses will be lower, so it's kind of favorable for the company. Uh, but still, um, being unable to offer uh, those mobile money services will will make it so, so difficult for them to offset the losses that they're making uh, elsewhere. So they'll incur losses early on and then they'll need to do it. Um, they'll need to somehow... I'm sure the management has done research and analysis into this market. They need to increase their market share significantly to the extent that they can have some form of pricing power. But this would be a really price competitive market. If your telecom is unlikely to re- to increase their rates, in fact, uh, I'd be tempted to say that in the midst of competition, they would actually reduce how much they're charging uh, to compete even more favorably, which would cut deeper and deeper into the margins of this unit. So it will be a lot of the parent entities of the SPV that are funding this subsidiary to offset the losses that are being incurred. Uh, at least the, the, that's my point of view, that's the likelihood of the model going forward. But again, the, it's a very huge market, so that's what they have going for them. They'll focus on areas that have not yet been tapped into. Um, maybe focus areas that if your telecom hasn't focused on and enable them to uh, increase revenues in that particular way. But in the short run, the optimism on the share price, you have to realize that Safcom is trading at almost a P ratio of 25. That, 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 that's extremely high. Of course, uh, people give the argument that it's a tech firm, it's FinTech, especially when you consider that M-Pesa at present has surpassed the telco business revenues. Uh, I guess you can argue in that for that particular line of thinking but still you're paying quite the premium if you buy the share price at what roughly 42 you have to consider that the growth prospects in ethiopia may not be um or the earnings and revenues from ethiopia in the short to medium term So two to five years thereabouts may not be enough to justify the present share price. So you'd likely see a correction, but then again, you know, the market can stay uh, irrational longer than a lot of people can stay liquid. So it may even remain at elevated levels for a while, but it's worth noting that in light of all these factors, you know, Safcom going forward may not announce or is unlikely to announce special dividends. They may even end up reducing the dividend, but don't quote me anywhere. Yeah. So those are of, of chief concern. Uh, with regard to our local market, the question on separating Safaricom, it's interesting when we have discussions with people over this, uh, they tend to say that even when you look at Airtel, uh, sorry, Mpesa Global, the structure at present, the fact that as a CEO, it's almost as if Safaricom is preparing to split it uh, into a separate unit or maybe forced to do as such. We've seen cases such that Airtel um, sold a percentage of its mobile money units and um, mobile money units are quite profitable as has been evidenced by the statements that were made you know people are offering up to 25 times earnings just to buy uh, mobile money units from these global telcos mtn i believe in one of its subsidiaries in africa actually stated that it's making plans going forward to split off mobile money so it's one of those considerations that have to be made um by investors going forward because if safaricom and mpesa are split sorry the telco and the mobile money unit are split this would mean that safaricom's earnings would reduce by roughly 80 billion so the earnings of mpesa now bearing that in mind um, this would reduce the share price or at least value when valuing the company with such a large reduction in the value of the company you'd value it at uh, roughly a third to half of less um, than what it currently is so it's among the risks to consider going forward uh, for investors yeah those are my thoughts sorry for speaking for well, while Thank,
3: uh,
0: thanks David Uh, Sorry, sorry, Eric. Maybe I'm seeing Charles. Charles Karuri, you wanted to uh, jump in on that?
3: Yeah, I wanted to chime in there. And uh, thanks, Davis, for for that, uh, for those insights. And I think I agree with you in the sense that um, Safaricom venturing into Ethiopia in the probably short to medium term will be quite expensive for the business. I think, for me, in terms of uh, splitting the in the local market, splitting Safaricom and M-Pesa, I think that that is uh, will will be the eventual outcome given the size of M-Pesa in regards to the financial system. So, from a regulatory perspective, I think a central bank will need to 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 rein in on its operations just to make sure that. In the event of a failure, the, the overall financial system then does not um, collapse. There are significant um, interdependencies between MTSA and the banking system, so I think that will definitely come through. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, as you've said, um, the outlook of, of the share price, I think yeah, there, there may be a challenge there, more so once the investment in, in, in Ethiopia starts Flowing through uh, the financial statements, and as, as Davis Davis you said, I think uh, not to be quoted, but yeah, we I'm, I'm really keen to see how that turns out. Thanks.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Charles. Eric, back to you. On
1: uh, uh, on the recommendation to split Safaricom from uh, to split Empesa from Safaricom. I think during uh, Bob's tenure, at some point, uh, the, the communications authority hired an independent company, which was called, if I remember very well, an IC mason. I think they gave out their own uh, independent research and report, and I think what they recommended is that uh, they detach m from Safaricom. I think that was around 2016, 2017. However, I think what we saw at the time is that that never went through. I'm am I'm, I'm sure even the government itself, which is a major, um, a significant shareholder in Safaricom, uh, I think they've always opposed this. Uh, even given comments from the ministry, uh, so I'm not sure this time I once because it's it's been brought up again. I'm I'm not sure it will go anywhere. Uh, uh, I think it will. Uh, it's, Safaricom has I think what they what they've always done. and They usually do is they lobby, I think once they do the lobbying and all that, then I think at some point it's dropped off. At the time we thought that was much more serious, but I'm sure uh, this time around, uh, from uh, looking at what has happened before, I think we've had several recommendations uh, who have basically saying uh, to, to let... Uh, ambassador be separated from the telco business so i think on that end i'm not sure it will go anywhere uh it's i think what the management has always said even peter it's i think part of the comments if i can put him said it's been pretty hostile even uh, been for them so i don't i'm not sure that will go will go anywhere uh then i think the other one was uh, the other one david uh Felix I think what you also mentioned was on what was the second question
0: Um Eric I think I think you've covered that uh, yeah. extensively okay. on Safcom maybe now um a final thing that uh, I don't us to discuss on because I'm seeing we've discussed Safcom for uh for quite some time maybe just uh parting shots on Safcom. maybe i'll start with charles uh, and then probably davis and then eric just a parting shot on Safcom, and then we can touch on the banks because a lot of banks have released the results over the past um three days to be interested just to also give guys a little bit of an outlook uh on on what the banking sector is all about this week uh charles if you're still if you're still within
3: yeah, yeah. so you wanted for me to make a comment on on safari on parting shot yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I still see Safaricom to be a significant uh, player in terms of um, the way our NSC performs. Uh, I expect it to continue uh, 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 performing in terms of financially uh, quite strongly. I think uh, its entry into Ethiopia, uh, that that uh, initially I can see it may have... Uh, uh a, uh a demand on its balance sheet in terms of investment and um, also setting up the whole uh, infrastructure there so I'm, I'm really keen to see how that trickles down in in, in its financials um I, I wish them all the best i think it's it's a it's a good venture for a, a kenyan company to to spread its wings into the region to that extent thank you
0: awesome thanks uh davis
2: yeah, um, parting shot. Well, so, so, some wisdom to be used in if you're investing in the company. This is advice to uh, buy or sell anything, <laughs> not am I representing the company I work for, but these are my opinions. Um, so some insight or some wisdom needs to be, uh, what inferred or used when investing in the company, especially when the share price is valued this highly. If you are an investor earlier, you know, before this, you're not giving into the over-exuberance of the market at present. Uh, yeah you stay an investor you look into the future prospects You see how the market will do you see when they enter the market you start seeing the growth rates you, you'll focus in particular the growth rates the bottom line won't even be something of importance but top line growth you, you have to kind of view the spv almost as a startup of sorts um, and w- with that in mind you'll know whether in the long run this company will be uh, profitable whether the the market is favorable to what the company increasing its prices so that it meets operational expenses uh it's able to meet capex in and of itself that's for the subsidiary that's being listed or that's going into that market so yeah just a lot of considerations going forward um, among the things or mistakes investors have been doing especially in this market so if you in the global market more so is that there's been a lot of investment in into companies trading at extremely high multiples and the risk of that is that future growth has already been accounted, taken into account, I mean if you invest into a company that's trading let's say at two times its estimated 10-year earnings or revenues, (laughs) if you will, there's not much uh, growth to be expected on the counter going forward for the next 10 or so years, there's likely to be underperformance in that particular counter. You know, as they're saying for Warren Buffett goes, um, if I paraphrase, it's better to buy a great, com- uh, what, a fair company at a great price than a great company at a fair price. You because it's highly likely that this company, the great company that you're buying at, uh, at a high valuation is likely to underperform the rest of the market. But then again, you know, people have been calling <laughs> Safaricom overvalued for all oh so long, and yet it's time and time again, it's shown them that its valuation is justified with the growth rates that it's worth, a company worth investing in. Yeah, maybe those are my two cents. Some Eric, parting
0: shots on Safcom?
2: Uh, my parting shots on Safcom,
1: I think uh, the concerns for me would be how the, the financing structure of that expansion in uh, as much as I think I've mentioned, there's the DFC, they, uh, think I think the U.S. government on International uh, Finance Corporation. I think they, they are part of the people that are funding that entire expansion. I think well for them, but uh, on the, I think a lot of costs are going to incur to the initial stages. Uh, then uh, I don't know how they'll price that on their balance sheet. Yeah, the other one was uh, the current valuation of the share price. My thinking is that... I think people are aware of the current happenings around the expansion into ethiopia uh, i think some investors my personal thinking my personal opinion is that the current share price already i think it's priced in the expansion into ethiopia that's I think that people have already priced that in so i don't expect much movement uh in the share price so i think where it is at the moment maybe i, I think that uh, Probably that that's why it should remain there for a couple of days. So I I don't expect much because my thinking is that it's already priced to the to the to the expansion into Ethiopia. Thanks.
0: All right, awesome. Um, I believe on my end, just to touch on 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 something that Eric has mentioned about the DFC, my primary concern for Safaricom would really be for the entire uh, consortium that is in Ethiopia would be. Um, how is the DFC if, if the U.S. continues to, because last week on Saturday, actually, on the same day when when Safaricom uh, and the consortium received the award is the same day that U.S. actually uh, imposed more sanction on Ethiopia for the war on Tigray. So my my concern would really be if if, they, if there is that sanction, if it continues to stand, then the DFC might not really be able to um to to invest in in the consortium because uh really it it, the sanction limits any any form of um financial activity uh from from america from the u.s into uh into 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 ethiopia so i know that would be a little bit of a challenge but i remember when we asked peter that he he mentioned that uh that that is a new development as well so we're really hoping that it won't It's something that won't stand in that long. So that's something we'd really be looking into guys. Uh, Meanwhile, even as you invest on Safaricom, um, as you invest on any other company that is listed on the Nairobi Securities Exchange and in any other market globally, always remember to continue doing your own research at any point uh, before you can be able to, uh, to buy securities. And always remember that stocks, regardless of what we say here, stocks and any other security have a level of volatility uh pegged into them and uh it's never an assurance that if you buy a stock today there's a high possibility Uh, there's any possibility that there's a guaranteed return Uh, that's one thing that as an investor you need to be prepared on so that's been it for safaricom guys uh maybe just to move into the next bit is the banking sector there a lot of banks have released their results but maybe we touch on on two major banks which um, today, no, I know. Uh, I know. Probably Davis was following up, and it sounded a little bit of a, it, it had a, a touch of of of, of personalization where um, uh, Equity is directly comparing itself now with KCB. Um, I think the two Kenyan giants, the two banks that are listed on on the NSC as well. There are a lot of other banks. Um, I know the other week we we talked about Absa and Cooperative banks. So today. We might just have a little bit of a look on equity group um and kcb has released the results this evening i don't know if guys have really had an opportunity to go through KCB's q1 results Um, dtb as well has released the q1 results but maybe if we just touch a little bit on equity and davis if you've gone through kcb you can also touch on that as well Um, that's one thing that i just want you to touch on and then probably eric will also join in later I know Eric, um, you followed Equities results today. That's something you'd want to mention in as well. But I'll start with Davis.
2: Uh, okay. Um, so, so disclaimer: I I wasn't on the call uh, or the the entirety of the call uh, for this morning, but I'll be on the uh, the investors or analysts call. I think it's on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll really follow up on that. But it's it's amazing to see the both top line and bottom line growth for the company. You're seeing things such as interest income going up by a whopping 31%. Uh, interest expenses, of course, were still a bit high. Um, of concern, with regard to all these banks, uh, for each and every bank, I'm just seeing, okay, there are mixed results. You know, Some banks are announcing high growth in earnings, others negligible at best. For a lot of them, you're seeing that they're reducing their loan loss provisions. Uh, whereas non-performing loans are increasing quite significantly now going forward that that, that's a chief concern so to give people a bit of a context last year the central bank suspended um, interest payments of sorts uh, for for people so if you go to your bank you renegotiate with them they give you a moratorium uh loan restructuring you can be given a payment holiday for three to 12 months now that expired in march so going forward we really need to watch the loan book or asset deterioration especially in q2 because that's when now a lot of the banks are following up on their loans uh, i was on the call with management uh, when cop bank gave the earnings uh, the analyst call and of the restructured loans similar to um Oh no! Yeah, just Cop Bank. They said that of the restructured loans, so they restructured 49 billion worth of loans. They expected that only roughly two percent of these loans would be unrecovered, uh, or will have, have difficulty pay, being paid later on. You know, as based on the risk metrics, etc. And a lot of banks have been testifying of the same. So they've been saying, okay, because of all the restructurings, I believe even equity has restructured to the extent that some some of these loans have been extended between one to three years, you know, of chief concern with equity. In the past, it was that a lot of the loan book comprised of SMEs and under unfavorable market conditions, SMEs really do tend to suffer, which would have made the bank suffer, but it's good that uh, their portfolio has continued to be diversified hence offsetting that or hedging against such such risks equity for me is an amazing bank uh the regional expansion has been really really great the growth rates with regard to their subsidiaries have been amazing uh, it's amazing just the, the way the leadership is uh, taking that company i know they've really embraced fintech 98 uh, percent of transactions occur outside of branch this is so much uh growth prospects in the company going forward and I believe that they've adequately provisioned or taken into account the risks going forward in in these markets that they are at presently going into yeah those are my insights on equity with regard to KCB I looked at their earnings I haven't really uh, gone deeply into them I'll possibly do that tomorrow but I thought total income was at 8.7%, deposits were up 1.2%, loans and advances were up 8%, which is good because I I believe banks like ABSA, uh, some banks even recorded like, maybe ABSA and Stanchard, so you need to confirm this, particularly ABSA is that they recorded a reduction in assets in that particular regard, which is of concern for a bank if it's not doing top line growth. So similar to a lot of these banks, loan loss provisions for KCB decreased which is of some concern i would expect a lot of banks to be, you know maintaining the provisions as is but then as we would mentioned a few weeks ago maybe a few months ago banks were adequately provisioned going forward and of concern for kcb is that the non-performing loans have gone up quite significantly their loan book is highly um susceptible to risks uh, such as the COVID-19 pandemic uh, associated with risks which have had a lot of um, or or led to non-performance of a lot of loans. So those are of chief concerns. I believe KCB's NPLs have gone up the highest in the industry or at least in Q1 as far as Q1 goes. So that is um, of chief concern going forward. You know, a lot of deterioration. While I do believe that they're adequately provisioned, it seems as if uh, at this point in time, again, don't quote me, That you know, banks is, they, they like to play play with the uh, NPLs, uh, provisions, you know, to increase or decrease profits, depending on how things are, depending on uh, requirements by the CBK, etc. So, if you're an investor in KCB, the, the things to watch out for going forward is that impact of NBK, uh, National Bank, the bank that they have been pushing liquidity into, you have to realize that... NBK has brought in so many NPLs and this is going to affect KCB's bottom line as it has and it will continue to affect it going forward. So those are, or that's among the chief risks going forward as far as KCB goes uh, from what I've seen. Thanks, Felix.
0: Thanks thanks, thanks a lot, Davis. I know that's something that's very interesting. I I don't know if we should touch uh, probably on equity and KCB after we get to the investors call. Because uh, I know there, there are a lot of questions that a lot of guys would probably have and we might not have answers to them because um, an example is something that I'd really been interested in is Mwangi um, yesterday mentioned that um, they're hoping that by the end of the year there would be the leading bank that's um, Equity EquityBCDC uh, the leading bank in Congo and they're also targeting to probably find ways of venturing into Ethiopia so um now that ethiopia is opening up its market so those are questions that i know a lot of investors might probably be wondering and and probably i wouldn't want us to mention that until um we get a little bit of a clarification on that bit um so davis i don't know if that's okay with you we can actually touch this um, next week on wednesday or on monday um, after we get to the call uh, from both kcb uh, and, and also equity bank
2: Yes, that's okay. All
0: right, uh, Charles. Do you want to mention anything on the banks?
3: Yeah, um, I think for me, I'm, I'm usually very interested with EPT. I think um, the trend in terms of its performance has been quite good. Um, I liked the approach that uh, James Kwangyi took during the COVID period, suspending um, dividend, just making sure that they are they are liquid enough to take advantage of opportunity that that among the the tier1 banks is quite a bold uh, move to take I expect that um they will be significantly hit as as accounts as loans come off the payment holiday uh, period the, uh, the the restructure period so I expect quite uh, a chunk to to move into delinquency I know you mentioned around 66 billion. Was was still on uh, on payment holiday and would come would would be in the uh, in the normal payment profile from September 2021. I think it's quite optimistic about that. I, 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 uh, as as Davis has mentioned, I think um, given majority of their book is largely SME, then uh, we expect to see quite the hit there. Uh, I think our economy may take longer to recover, also on the MSME and SME segments. Um, so for me, I think equity will. will uh, I anticipate for it for the full year probably to to get a hit a hit there. Thanks.
0: All right, thank you, um, Eric. Something you want to mention on the banks?
1: uh Not much comments on the banking sector, but I think maybe what I've noticed is that uh, there's been quite an improvement on the bottom line, I think compared to the to Q1 last year or even to the entire, when uh, when you compare Q1 last year and this year, I think there's a huge, huge, there's a significant improvement. And uh, also when you compare the last quarter of last year, and this first quarter i think there's very significant uh, improvements. so i th- think for for the sector i think think, think which think which essentially uh, uh which uh, which essentially means that the economy is beginning to pick up so uh, so i think things are looking well for the for the banking side so i think that's all
0: for me all right awesome uh, and then also guys in case you have the hisa app it's not only the equity call that is going in through um, Seth, uh, is actually saying that he'll be having a Britain. I'll uh, call it Britain Management tomorrow. Um, so that's something you can be able to, uh, you, you can be able to just uh drop a few questions if you're on the HISA app. It's the current, it's the latest, um, it's the latest chat on the discussion forum. So, but if you had to get the HISA app, you just go to Play Store, install HISA app. You can also be able to just watch markets. Um, and just have a little bit of an outlook of how markets are performing he's mentioned britam and i'm just checking that britam uh, was slightly on the positive edge gaining about 1.4% on the market to about 7 shillings and 20 cents i personally have a lot of questions i'm going to be in there and just probably um ask a few things as well uh, I'll, I'll 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 share my my thoughts with him so that he can be able to um probably ask and then he's also here on the forum he'll be able to give us uh, a response uh, at the end of that call uh, tomorrow. Uh, So um, I know another thing that a lot of guys have really been, uh, a lot of guys have been waiting for us to talk about today uh, has been on the, um, uh, so, okay, first of all, before I move into that, as we conclude on the markets, the local markets, I know a lot of guys really wanted us to just touch a little bit on how um, the tech side has been performing. That's on the cryptocurrency side. Um, I don't know if Capteach is in because he wanted to talk about something on that. Um, uh, okay. I'm um, seeing Capteach is not in, so maybe you'd just, uh, you just you just allow me to call in today's um, session at that. Uh, thanks a lot, Charles. Thanks a lot, Eric and Davis. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay okay guys uh, thanks a lot for that um i believe we can be able to catch up again next week on wednesday as we discuss more uh on markets once again my name is felix Ochenga. i was your host for today our guests today we had davis uh gavinji uh we had charles Karuri, and also erica Suma. Uh, and i believe they've shared a lot of insights regarding investing uh, basically what's happened this week on the banks and all Also, a little bit of an in depth analysis on SafariCom's move to get into Ethiopia. This recording will be available to you on the HISA app. Uh, You can be able to get this and much more recordings from the previous sessions of Bulls, Bears, and Whiskey. Thank you all and have a lovely evening.